Welcome to Frickety Frack, we do talk back. Thank you for joining us uh, in this episode. Hello, my name is Jeff and I'm Frick. Hello, my name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Uh, Frickety Frack, we do talk back is a show airing once a week where we discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. Uh, for the first season of the podcast, we are discussing the first season of My Hero Academia and how we see lessons from the episodes that connect to teachings in the Bible. And just as many of you are, we are also fans of other things as well. And we are happy to announce that at the conclusion of this season, we're going to start up uh, with the Elseworlds tale of Kingdom Come uh, by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Uh, and we're really excited about, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Uh, and so we got the name uh, for this show uh, from our father who dubbed us Frick and Frack since we were kids. And in today's episode, we're covering episode 13 of My Hero Academia in each of our hearts. So All Might has just defeated the Nomu, launched them into the sky, and All Might is spent. Like he is about, he is on the verge of turning back into his weak form. And so All Might uh, attempts to pull the ultimate bluff against the villains to buy time uh, so that the other pro heroes can arrive to clean up and take and protect the children because he's, he's spent. He has absolutely no power left. So Shigaraki and Kuragiri kind of piece together that no, All Might they call they call all might's bluff so he attempts an, a hail mary attack uh and as he's launching that attack uh midoriya steps in to distract them doesn't really do any damage but as soon as that happens as soon as midoriya steps in to protect all might ida returns with the other pro heroes uh shigaraki and kuragiri escape and the, all the underlings are captured and Shigaraki and Kuragiri reappear in their headquarters, which appears to be like a bar or a restaurant type of building, uh, but not very fancy or anything like that, kind of run down. Shigaraki expresses his frustration over failing to kill the symbol of peace. And on a TV screen mounted on the wall, two mysterious voices come through and, and explain that even though they may have lost, it wasn't all for nothing. Uh, they learned because they learned a great deal in this encounter. They told them to, and then the, the voices give commands to Shigaraki to recuperate because he has some injuries and uh, be ready because the next time the world will learn to fear him. Uh, All Might and Midoriya are sent to Recovery Girl for healing, and they're relieved to find out that everyone should make full recoveries, including Aizawa, who took uh, severe damage uh, in that fight. Um, and the season ends with All Might stating that he's in, he is impressed with Class 1A and thinks that all these heroes, will, all the students will become great heroes. Um, it's been a couple episodes since we've had a first appearance, uh, but we do have a few notable first appearances in this episode. Uh, the first one being uh, Cement Toss. Uh, he has his first appearance in this episode. Uh, and with the name being, he has the ability to manipulate cement. And so let me tell you, this, this cat should be like one of the most powerful heroes 
period, especially if he sticks to the urban environment, because, oh my gosh, he has limited, limit, limitless potential as to what he can do. Um, we're also introduced to two other pro heroes, Midnight and Snipe. Uh, Snipe is actually the one that winds up injuring Shigaraki. And then we are introduced to now, or I'm probably going to butcher this, now Masa Sukauchi. Uh, he, his first appearance is this episode. He is a uh, member of the police force and is a good friend of All Might and a good enough friend that he actually knows All Might's secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, uh, Naomasa Sukoachi, you get more of his backstory uh, in uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Uh, and so that's kind of interesting to know a little bit more about him. Um, and so some other, you know, points of interest for us in, in this episode, there's, uh, despite, you know, technically speaking, not a lot happens, uh, but there's a lot of interesting things, especially, I love how in just like a word or two or a line of dialogue opens up the world even so much more. Uh, for example, in part of this episode, it, we find Momo, uh, Kaminari, and Jiro are in trouble because even though Kaminari took out all the other uh, villains that were in their area, there was one guy who was resistant or he looked like he buried himself underground um, when he came out um, and captured them or captured Kaminari. And, you know, Jiro is trying to stall for time and make him not notice that she's getting to plug in her ear jack and says, look, you know, with your quirk, I mean, why are you even being a criminal? It's like, you should, you could have been a pro because he had electrical powers, but he's like, even on top of that, you could have had a high paying job in the city being, having an electrical quirk like that. And so yeah. this was, this was kind of like that for, this is kind of like one of those inklings of how people can use their quirks to to make money and have careers and things like that so so it's like so you can use your quirk for your job it's what it seems like uh as long as it's appropriate to do it um so there's more than being a hero and being a villain in this society yeah i and and that is and that is a great point and something interesting to think about that you know would be interesting if they could ever you know like obviously this is about heroes and villains like this is the main point point of the story and all that stuff but in terms of the world it'd be interesting to see how um non non-heroes and non-villains use their powers on a day to on a day-to-day basis uh and maybe that's something that they cover on vigilantes i i can't speak for that i haven't read it yet um because I know, because I know with the vigilantes, some of them have quirks, but they just—they're just not like super useful hero quirks. Is that correct, Frack? Uh, yes, sort of. <laughs> um, it's a whole thing. <laughs> right. Any, anyways, um, maybe, maybe so yeah, I'll so do just, a special episode and and talk about my hero academia vigilantes. But but any but anyway, so there, there there's this whole world out there that is just fascinating to explore, to see how 
you know, people with that are in um, the non-hero world, how they use their quirks, um, you know, so it's just be, it's just be interesting. And, and it's like, uh, you know, the other thing too, is that there's some implications too that, you know, like if you have, let's say for instance, for instance, you have a, a recording quirk of some kind, well, you're almost typecast. You, you get, you can almost get typecast into some jobs. Like, you know, like there's, uh, you know, I, I think to some of these like utopian books that you read that people, it was like, you don't get a choice in a job. You just get assigned a job. And so it's just like, I just kind of wonder if that sort of happens with people. It's like, yeah, I have a recording quirk, but I have no desire to do anything in like journalism or music or anything like that. So, you know, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. Um, so it's, it's just, I mean, there's so many, this, this, it's one of the things that's so fascinating about this, this world that has been built. And I just, again, I, I'm so anyhow. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting thought. I've actually never really thought of it that way that your quirk could potentially end up defining what you do as a career. Um, if it's, if it's one that can be used, cause like, um, you know, there's people, the, the lady or, uh, you know, Zuku's mom, uh, you know, all she can do is pull small objects to herself. And I mean, we don't know what her job is, but I mean, that's not complete. It's not very helpful. All it can do is she can get the salt shaker into her hand or um, get a, you know, if she drops well, a fork, it, she can. Well, doesn't her quirk also include like tucking things away in other dimensions, like tiny little pocket dimensions? I don't think so. I don't remember that. Who am I thinking of then? But anyways, sorry. Was... I don't know. Pocket dimensions is a very useful quirk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and so then, you know, after all of this wraps up, um, one of the, one of my favorite little moments in this episode is that uh, Neomasa's partner or the person he leaves in charge of the scene is a, a person with a cat quirk. I mean, he's, he's an anthropom, he's a human cat, uh, but it looks like he's more cat than human. And cause he even had a little bell and two of the students, I think it was Uraka and um, uh, Ashido, I think were the ones that were like, Oh, that's a cat. And, uh, and which, you know, Ashido has no room to be weirded out by someone else's appearance because she's literally a pink bug uh, or pink alien, you know, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to call her. And it's just like, it's funny that even though that they're used to seeing strange things, weird things um, with these quirks and they're still surprised by things, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's like just like, even in their own class, think of like Tokoyami and, you know, he's, you know, he, he's basically a walking bird, um, you know, and then, te- and then, you know, so and you're, you're right. It's just, it's funny. It's like, and I think what they really do more going with, with that moment was the two girls just going kind of crazy f- that there's a, there's a cat person. It's like, Oh, it's a cute kitty cat. Yeah. Because um, they did love his little bell on his collar and that right. was adorable. <laughs> yeah. It, not going to, yeah. Not going to disagree with that. He, the cat was quite adorable. Uh, and one of the things that I loved about All Might and one of the, the closing scenes of the episode, um, 
you, uh, Naomasa comes to uh, explain the situation. He was like, wait, wait, wait. Before you tell me anything, are the students okay? And mm. to me, that was heartwarming. And that, and you know, you can kind of really look at this. You know, we've talked about during the season and talked about how All Might is not a good teacher. Uh, and this is kind of one of those times where this there's a change. And this is this this is kind of where All Might switches and he starts becoming a good teacher, a better teacher, anyways. Um, better than he was and and that's that's an impressive and so i would put it to this credit because he's like wait 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 are my students okay and right uh, i just love that yeah and and it's and it was a great moment because you know as he's coming in there you know he the you know is wanting information like he he's like he it's like i need to talk to you guys about what happened uh you know we i have a bunch of questions for you and just flat out cuts them off and says nope the priority is this is everyone safe, you know, and again, it, but it's, it's showing again, it's just the consistency of all might's character. All might's character has always been about making sure everyone is safe and they have the ability to smile and they do not have anything to fear. So he takes all that on. He takes on that fear. Um, he, he takes that burden and smiles through it all. Um, although he wasn't smiling a whole much when he fought Nomu, which was scary in his own way. Um, but again, just showing his character. And, and, and again, it's an, a, a continued great example for Midoriya, who through the narration of the first season has informed us that he, he eventually takes over the number one spot. He's, he's eventually the greatest hero. All Might showing him how to be that great hero. Um, Again, it's not about the glory. It's not about the fame that will, you know, although it will come with it, but ultimately the priority is, are you saving these people? Uh, have the people been saved? Um, so it, again, it's just, it shows how, how great all might is, you know, it's like in comparison to other, you know, the other overpowered heroes and other animes where they don't necessarily care about other people and on whether or not, they saved everyone they just care about the fight that's not all might all might doesn't care about the fight um if if it meant if picking up the trash around the entire world meant that the world would be saved from villains he would do it he would 100 percent go all out and pick up every piece of trash from the ground um because that's just who all might is yeah and so uh just with this you know once again i cannot reiterate just how well they portray teenagers in this uh anime so as everyone finally gets back together they're safe you know what are they gonna do they're not like wait what did you do oh what'd you do and i mean i I remember any kind of like mass events that happened at in our schools and in high school and things like that like so what were you doing doing during such and such like um you know and and just swapping stories and so they all kind of do that and um uh so hagakure toru toru hagakure um talks to um 
uh, Ojiro. And so it's like, oh, I heard you took on your entire area all by yourself. I mean, you must be really strong. He's like, I didn't know. And I love that, you know, he was very, you know, modest about it. And he was like, yeah, I didn't didn't know I was by myself. I just used and run tactics until everyone was down. It's like, I didn't know. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but uh, Ayama is like, what do you think I was? Oh, did you miss me? Blah, and doing all these things. And, and um, finally, um, Asui said, you know, says, you know, like, oh, well, well, where were you? And I tell you not, this is the skill of the voice actor and co- and comedic timing. And he says, it's a secret. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so ultimately, because he's not, you know, Aoyama is not exactly the bravest of the characters in the series. Um, so ultimately, I think what it, you know, he... I ultimately I think he was hiding and if not it, and let's say he was actually fighting a little bit at some point you know that homeboy is having to go to the bathroom because he uses naval laser too much yeah. uh, but I do I do ultimately think that what what is ultimately to be inferred is that he was hiding the entire time yeah uh, and that's probably the best bet because when we see other times that they'll be in danger um, that he will literally they'll find him hiding um and other things and it's uh now his hiding usually ends up paying off like scooby and shaggy's hiding pays off um but that's just the way it goes um uh and and speaking of uh hagakure uh todoroki uh she uh, hagakure actually was in todoroki's area um and saw him wipe everyone out and um and you want to you want to tell them what Todoroki said? It's like I didn't even realize she was there. I'm glad I didn't kill her. <laughs> uh, you know, and so it's just it, again, it's just these great little moments, and you know, it's like I just really like that they're really making. You know, each of the kids have very distinct personalities. Um, you know, so it's just it's really it's really refreshing. Um, you know, so you can't just enter interchange them you know they have very distinct personalities and so it's just it's you know and i'm glad you know it's like ultimately it's a good thing todoroki never told uh hagakure that she that he had no idea she was there uh because that probably would been would have been bad because like yeah i'm glad it's like well, i didn't kill her because uh, that would have been bad yeah because um, that would have been the second time he froze her in place um yeah. uh and so uh, uh, Shigaraki continues his video game language, um, you know, saying that All Might cheated and, you know, and, you know, just being the, the petulant child that he is. And so that's one of those things we just kind of have to, you know, it's interesting to see him develop right. in that way. And and it's just and to me, Shigaraki is just kind of he, I like him just because he you know he is that that man child like he's probably at most like his early twenties. Um, I can't imagine him being much older than that. Um, and you know, it's just like he he complains about all my cheating, and you know, it just makes me think of like how how many times 
have us gamers playing video games said that you know so you, you know like you're playing somewhere playing a game that's online against other players around the world it's like no there's no way he he could have done that he must have, he's using cheat codes or he's you know he's hacking or and that sort of stuff and so it's just it's um it, it's just funny it's like i mean it's like we've we've all done it it's like games the game's cheating that's not fair uh you know it's like instead of just realizing well you know what there might be players out there that are better than you um so you know instead of just recognizing that and then and, and then again it's like i absolutely 100 loved the little tv screen that they had in their little hideout like it looked straight out of a late 80s early 90s video game load screen when it, and it just said sound only and it, it the text was straight out of straight out of those video games and it's just it uh, again it's just those little things that just make me laugh, make make my heart happy yeah, um, it reminded me of the, like the text from like the street fighter games yeah yep i'd agree with that um so the biblical theme is from that we have for this episode is uh from luke 10 uh verses 17 through 20 when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, meaning Jesus, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And so what this is connecting to is the is the end of the episode when all might is just absolutely blown away by class 1a you know he he sees in them the potential they're going to be these great heroes you know he even mentions that he, he can't remember a time when a class of first years have ever gone up in battle like these kids just did and then came out the other side um they they held their own um against true villains and what pro heroes go up against on a regular basis and then you know and believes that they're gonna they're all gonna make great heroes so in that same vein it's like th this is you know when this is taking place this is early you know relatively early in jesus's ministry with his followers and they're going around um they're they're told to go into pairs and go into towns and, you know, you know, spread the good news that the kingdom of heaven is near. Uh, and they also wind up performing these, you know, they really wind up doing these miraculous things like, you know, controlling demons. Um, and so they're just blown away by their power. Well, first of all, the power is not theirs. It's the power that God has given them. Um, but and again, but with Jesus, like what Jesus is telling you, it's like yes, it's like it's, it's like yes, you can do these great things. You are protected. God is looking out for you. But don't you know? It's like the you know. So like yes, and even talking about you know, so basically, yes, it is cool that demons obey you. But that's not that's not ultimately the coolest thing about what's going on here. What you have to recognize that's the coolest thing is that you're a child of God. That your your name is written in heaven. So in that same vein with what, what these kids, you know, these kids came through a, um, a huge tribulation that they, that, that 
for the for their record for their history has never been done before nobody has gone through this quite like this class has and will continue to do so but what is so great about what happens for these kids when they're realizing that so yeah they're they're able to survive this but you know don't throw all your eggs you know don't heap you know don't don't buy all into the the fact that you survived this, but the fact that you have what it takes. You, they have what it takes to be a hero. They, they got a glimpse of what it means to truly be a hero in their society, that, to be able to survive a very unexpected encounter like that um, with very minimal in, injuries. So in that same vein, when it comes to our walk with God, what we need to be careful, you know, what we need to recognize and uh acknowledge with our walk is that it's not about you know doing these you know you know like just for instance like you know some of these preachers are preaching in front of millions of people and have they have like millions of followers and it's like but that's not what it's about what it's about is are you spreading the good news are people coming to christ because of your actions are you furthering your relationship and your walk with god through your actions so it's not all about all of these other things it's about are you doing what it what you're called to do and so it's the same thing with with these these aspiring heroes for these students yes they took on this great challenge but this is just the beginning um and especially it's just it is, it is very much just the beginning for them because they're they're going to go through the ringer yeah and one of the the cool things to kind of take this event in Jesus' ministry and then compare it to other times when they try to heal someone and they can't. And, but, the, but here they're able to, they're able to heal, cast out demons and, and everything because Jesus gave them that authority. And so that's the same thing for these students because they, you know, they won this one and no, none of them really had a whole lot of trouble um, I mean, Kaminari was in the most, I, I would say Kaminari was in the most danger other than the, the ones who were nearby, um, uh, you know, Shigaraki, because, you know, he was in, you know, he, he's a full on true villain and extremely dangerous. So, you know, obviously Deku and, and Sue and, and Mineta were in extreme danger as well. Um, but not not because of any kind of ineptitude, just because they were outclassed, and so. Um, but with you know, with followers, you know, with the disciples, they were, you know, these were direct disciples of Jesus, and they saw him have, you know, the ability to to heal, rebuke storms, and so, uh, and so they're like, okay, well, surely we can do this, but. You know, Jesus calls them on and I was like, it's your faith. You don't have the faith. And so, um, you know, and, and then with this, the scripture that we're doing here with Luke 10, 17 through 20, um, you know, Jesus points to this, you know, just as Jeff was saying that, you know, this is great that, you know, this happened. That's awesome. But remember, the true goal is eternal life in heaven. And that's primary for everything. That is our, that is one of our primary purposes of life. 
and is to um, to you know have eternal life with God in heaven, and and so we we can't do that if we don't give ourselves over to Jesus. And these students, these hero, these future heroes, are um, on that path to being fully fledged heroes because they're giving themselves over to this training, to this education that will make them uh, the best. And, uh, and one of the things I love that All Might says is that they made a mistake attacking these kids because one of the things that is so important for, for these students is to gain experience. And that's the same thing for these disciples that they need to have the experience of teaching, of healing, of ministering to people so that when Jesus is, you know, and I'm going to go with air quotes here, gone, um, because that's a complicated statement in itself, uh, they'll be able to do the ministry that he, ha- he has given them, that, he has com- that he'll commission them for. And so they have to do that. And so that's the same thing with these students. These students will eventually have to go out on their own. They won't have All Might as a safety net forever. They won't have Aizawa or 13 or Snipe or any of those other uh, heroes because they'll eventually retire and or you know pass away from old age and things like that. Um, and so they'll, that's always a, a thing for them to remember is that eventually they'll be the safety net. And I mean, how terrifying is that? Like, like the first time I, uh, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, the very first time they're like, all right, you're the pastor of the church. I'm like, wait, what now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew it was coming by the way. I'm not saying that they they just sprung this on me, Uh, but they're like, all right, here's the keys to the church. It's all yours. I'm like, (laughs) no. Yeah. It's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I agreed. I, I 100% understand that uh, not not necessarily to the degree that you felt but um when i moved to springfield missouri uh and was running a campus ministry there it was me like i it's like fortunately i did have um a, a co-minister there with me uh so we uh kind of you, you know we, we we split some of the duties but uh, my co-minister she had a full-time job uh, outside of the ministry so she did so she wasn't but that was all i was doing at that uh in the beginning was all i was just it was just ministry and so all right the success or failure of this ministry is coming down to me and um so yeah it's just yeah i can i can definitely relate to that it is it is very terrifying when it's just like all right here you go. Yeah. It's on you. Yeah, that, that was the same thing. You know, I had the same thought also of, you know, whenever I would test drive a vehicle for the first time, I was like, I don't want to drive. Like, um, uh, you know, my, our dad um, took me out car shopping one time. Um, and it was to get to look at this vehicle. And I was like, okay. And they go to hand dad you know the car salesman go to hand dad the keys he's like no no give it to him 
I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, it's like, well, th- if this is going to be your car, you need to drive it, right? And I was like, yes. It's like, but I, I don't want to be that responsible. <laughs> and uh, also on top of that, it's always weird to drive your dad around, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's an odd sensation. I've never felt comfortable with that. Um, yeah. Even when I was a fully licensed, you know, I mean, you know, we're 35 and we're, you know, supposedly adults. Um you know, just driving my dad around would just be, it's always it's weird. Like I did it recently. The last time he came up to North Carolina and I was just like, you're in shotgun. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, this, that's tangent, but funny. Um, mm-hmm. So any last thoughts on our biblical theme? Uh, I think that's covered it. All right, so let's give this episode a rating. What would you rate this episode at, uh, Frick? Um, I'd, I'd give it a, a 3.75. Um, and, a part of, and a part of the reason why, it's not that it was a bad episode um, or anything like that, but it's it was, it was a wrap-up. Like, the season was ending, um, and... And the and the story arc for the this the season ended with this episode. Um so I mean the the fight, the the action, the awesomeness was in the previous episode. And so this one is now, you know it, it, the season is ending and uh it does foreshadow some future stuff, you know, like who's uh Shigaraki's boss. Um, you know, who are the mysterious voices on the other end? Because there are two different, they are two different people. There are two different voices. Um, but uh, it, again, it's the thing that's always awesome about My Hero Academia is that even when not a lot happens, a lot happens. But their character moments, their character interactions that are um, really, is really what goes through comes through with this episode as well so um so i I can't give it a four um just because again it's 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 after the battle and um and it's kind of wrapping everything up yeah and i'm gonna give it a 3.75 as well uh i would give it a four but we got crying midoriya again and that's an automatic deduction of points um uh, and that's that's no bueno for me. I don't like crying Midoriya. And honestly, I'm going to say this. I also don't like crying people in anime, period, um, because they make it ridiculous on how much liquid comes out of them uh, when they it's cry. Just, I mean, it's ugly crying, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Not every single time that you cried does something come out of your nose. Um I mean, now, granted, if you're a major crier like Deku is, then, yeah, you probably loosen up those nasal passageways pretty easily. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to give it a I'll give it a 3.75. It should be a four, but Deku cried, um, even though, honestly, I'm not going to lie. If I was in Deku's position, De- sorry, Deku's position, I would have cried, too, because I was like, my hero just said I did a good job um i mean that always makes me cry that kind of stuff um uh so anyhow so yeah 3.75 for me as well um any and like uh patrick was talking about in the beginning uh we 
We are going to take a slight break from My Hero Academia, change things up, and we are going to go into uh, Kingdom Come. And uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a teaser for our next few, our next four episodes dealing with uh, Kingdom Come, we just want to talk a little bit about why we're choosing Kingdom Come. Uh, so as I said in the beginning part of the episode, uh, Kingdom Come is an Elseworld miniseries uh, written by Mark Wade and drawn by Alex Ross. Um, it was this miniseries that made me fall in love with Alex Ross. Um, and so this uh, miniseries is kind of like a um, uh, second generation of heroes have taken over, things like that. P- the heroes have aged and... Uh, um, there's some really cool imagery in here that it's con- that there's some connection to the book of Revelation. And so I think it'll be really fun to kind of break this down and talk about that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has happened to me a lot throughout m- my life is, especially with the our culture today and being much more accepting and... Uh, open about love of comic books and superheroes and things like that so with like with the success of the marvel movies and the success of the dc movies a lot of times i would i would have friends that would ask me it's like well what do you recommend um and i do want to let you know i when if you ever were ever asked me for recommendations on things to read in terms of comic books uh i will not just give you uh, necessarily like blanket uh, choices. Uh, I do have a few go-to and Kingdom Come is at the top. Is, is If it's not the top, it's near the top of my suggestions of things to read if you're interested in getting if, in just, uh, trying out comics. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, stories in all of comics. Bar, like uh, I can't say it's my number one, but it is definitely up there. Um, I, I genuinely love this miniseries. Um, and so it's, that's, and, and then on top of it too, there's a lot of religious implications. Like there's a lot of stuff from the book of revelation, uh, that ties into it. Um, and so it's just, it's a, it's a great series. And so if you guys do ask, if if you are interested in trying out comics um if you've if you've never gotten into it before um and you're wanting to try out superhero comics in in particular uh, i do highly recommend kingdom come yeah and uh i don't know if you ever saw these um jeff i saw them because you know i worked in a comic book store for three years uh that they dc would put out a list of like these are the top 10 graphic novels you should read if you want to be a a dc fan and the top three uh number one was watchmen uh i think then it was dark knight returns and then kingdom come was third so those are the top three and and what kind of always made me chuckle was that i was like and none of them are main line mainstream in, in the main continuity of the actual books, but that's we can get into that later. <laughs> was uh, any any chance number four was Batman Year One? Uh, 
Uh, that probably was number four, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've looked at it. I just remember that because number two and number three, I love Dark Knight Returns and I love Kingdom Come. I was like, yay! Two, like, and they're, they're just like what Jeff was saying, that they're, Kingdom Come is one of my most favoritist of, and I know that's grammatically incorrect, uh, of DC stories and of all of my end of all time comic stories. Um, yeah. It's just that good. Yeah, not yeah. That, that's not that book is not just for DC fans. Um, it is a book that you can, if you're a fan of the superhero genre, you should read Kingdom Come. Yeah, um, that's that's just how good it is. Um, you know, yeah. there, there's there's some split a little bit when it comes to things like Watchmen. Um, Watchmen is, even though it is like a comic book, it's actually more like, in all honesty, it feels more like a novel mm-hmm. um, than it does an actual comic book. Uh, but again, that's the, you know, those are discussions for other times and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll tackle Watchmen down the road or something. Um, but way, but way yeah, down the road. Cause yeah, way, way down. Yeah. We have, a, we have a lot of, we, we, we do have a lot of stuff planned out um watchmen has not been something we have specifically discussed but since it is watchmen is such a huge part the comic itself the we we can debate on the movie on whether or not it's a uh big deal or not but the comic itself is actually a huge deal in um yeah, comic book fandom ci- it's considered the citizen kane of comics yeah and and and, 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 uh, and and all in all honesty, even though I'm not the biggest Watchmen fan, I understand why it's considered that. Same I wouldn't here. I wouldn't argue that. It's because it's the same thing, it's the same thing with Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, I I personally I find Citizen Kane boring. Uh however, considering when it came out, who's involved with it, and the implications of the movie and that sort of stuff, I understand why people consider it the greatest movie of all time. I disagree. I do not think it's the greatest movie of all time. Uh, but Empire Strikes Back, obviously. No, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Empire Strikes Back. I I do not consider Empire Strikes Back greatest movie of all time. You're dead to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'll you'll get over it. I know because I because I, I think what I would actually consider the greatest movie of all time. I think you would actually be kind of okay with me with it. So, uh, all right, all right. teasing me. What is it? What do you think it is? I think it's The Princess Bride. Okay. That's the perfect movie. There's a difference from being perfect and being the best. If uh, you're perfect, you're the best. You, uh, you can't, if you get a perfect score on a test, you can't get anything higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. It, now, literally, you- it literally has it all. <laughs> That's it has true. action. It has comedy. It has romance. It, it has, has a professional wrestler. Yes, it has Andre the Giant. Mm. Uh, anywho, um, if you want to cause di- um, uh, disruption and weird conversations like this to happen, feel free to email us about anything that we've talked about in this episode, any biblical lessons that you might we have discussed so far, or anything you might want us to to talk about anything ranging from anime comics or anything in general, like our favorite movie, like how Jeff's wrong that the princess bride is the best movie of all time. You um, admitted it was a perfect movie. I'm just, you admitted there is, 
there is a re- there is recording evidence that you said it was the perfect movie. Perfect score equals best score. And Empire Strikes Back is the best movie of all time. And you are welcome to feel free uh, to email us at frickyfracktalkback at gmail.com to also tell Jeff that, that he is wrong or reach out to us on Twitter at FrickityF or FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. Once again, to tell Jeff he's wrong. Uh, know that um, you are loved by us, by God. Go Russell Trump.